0: Hello, and welcome to WSPE, your worst shaving podcast ever. I'm your host, Tim Tillock of The Shaving Tolson, joined by my awesome co-host, Brian Yost of Yost to Coast. Episode four finally marks a turning point for this podcast in increased audio performance and is a sign of great things to come for future episodes. However... Please keep in mind that later in this episode, we did experience static from one of our mics, and we will be seeking to rectify that in future episodes. As usual, we begin our episode with community updates and finish with some great conversations. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. So, all right. And of course, everybody, as you know, with every episode, I always have to start off with, hey, Yoast, how you doing, buddy? How's life? I'm
1: great, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic.
0: Oh, well, you know what? Now that we finally got the audio figured out,
1: yes. I'm actually doing pretty good. It's awesome.
0: It is. And I know that you and I, this has been something since day one, since you and I talked. I mean, this was one of the things that you first brought to me when I said, hey, you want to do a joint podcast? And you're like, as long as we can have good quality audio... Yes, And I was like, oh yeah, 100%, shouldn't be a problem. And then all of a sudden... so far, it's been shit ever since we started. It has been crap. And I mean, (laughs) and and I'm I'm willing to admit that, you know, and that's kind of one of the tricky things is I hate putting my name or my representation on anything that I feel like is subpar, but we're also kind of in that weird loophole where it's like, hey, I want to make sure to keep my promises and say, hey, we're going to give you regular content, so let's put this out until we get this figured out. And I know people have been really appreciative for the stuff that we've provided so far.
1: Sure, but I think we've been safe because we've been in the honeymoon stage. So as far as I'm concerned, we're still okay.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I mean, what <laughs> this is like episode four. <laughs> episode so four.
1: I th- give us a break. I think that's fine. Exactly.
0: We're, 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 perf- we're perfectly fine. Yes. And um, I'm just happy that we finally figured it out, guys. I'm happy that we're able to bring this quality to you. This is just as long as this system that we're using exists for the foreseeable future, which it should, Um Yost and I, are. this is just a sign of more content to come, of what you guys Absolutely. are going to be able to see. And if you hear me taking a few drinks occasionally, I've got hot chocolate, and then I've also got uh, Fireball. You guys know my affinity for Fireball, and I know that's a weird combination. Of... Wait,
1: are, we, are you mixing those together? No, hell no. Okay. Well,
0: I mean, I guess
1: I mean, technically... you're taking one drink from one cup and one drink from the other, but they're not mixed together in the same cup.
0: Right, they are not okay. mixed together.
1: Okay, at least, at least you're not doing that. Cause, I, mean, I ain't that's, that that's... janky. <laughs> That's pretty <Right>. crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so guys, I want to start off this episode with just getting into a refresher of some of the material that we've already provided so far on recent releases within the community. But some of the releases, you know, that I want to talk to you guys about is, of course, stuff that we alluded to or that we talked about at some length in episode three. Um, we've got a couple of really great artisans that are releasing some great seasonal products. I'd highly encourage you guys, you know how I talk about Sterling. i definitely go check out some uh, Sterling products. They've got their regular seasonal lineup that they release. Um, you know, Apple Cider, which I do plan on actually purchasing this year. You guys have like Pumpkin Spice, um, which is one of my favorites. And they've got plenty of others. I think like uh, one that's called Autumn. And then um, you've got all sorts of other themed fall-related soaps and finally with the weather getting like it is right now it is perfect to be getting some of these products that are you know fall seasonal related um outside of sterling of course we have phoenix artisan accoutrements we've got um oh good lord i totally blanked out on first line shave well we do have first line shave of course we do have first line shave yoast i'll let you cover that since (laughs) you and mike are like best buds
1: Pretty much. Uh, the thing with First Line Shave is we have the Razor Ruby Undead, which actually did release last Thursday, but it sold out in like 20 minutes. Jesus. And that included all the, I think there were seven brushes made by Grizzly Bay. Those sold out in two minutes. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any more brushes. I don't think so, but I know that he's currently taking pre orders for another round of um, Undead. It was that popular. Um, I know last time I checked with him, he, has al- he already has like 40 pre orders and there's more coming. So. Uh, if you want to hop on that, I highly recommend you get into that pretty soon because, like I said, it's it's really been a popular release for him this, this fall.
0: And I feel like every major release that he does, like the Razor Ruby uh, line of products that he's done in the past, they, they seem to sell out really quickly.
1: They do. They do.
0: So, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, I know he hasn't been doing this for a crazy length of time, but he's already come up with what? Is this his third or fourth um, base that he's come out. This with. is
1: third. This is uh, 3.0. So technically, this is his third commercial base. That's awesome. Now I've tried probably four or five or six before he actually <laughs> got on market. But I mean, even the ones he first started with, they were they were they weren't bad. You know, right. But he's he's come a long way in a short amount of time, and proud as hell of that dude. He's done yeah. A great job.
0: And the quality of the products that he's releasing are great. The labels are you know worth the price of admission alone. So definitely look great, and it's another great seasonal release. So definitely keep your eyes and ears open for that one. I'd say probably his Instagram is the best place. If you want to find out about any future um, drops or re-releases of the recent uh, Ruby release, um, Mm -hmm. then I would definitely eyeball his Instagram. Again, that's First Line Shave. Um, But, of course, again, we've got um, a a couple of other. We've got the Barista and Man. I think it is um, Hallow's.
1: Yeah, Hallows.
0: So that's another popular seasonal release that everyone usually looks forward to. Um, I don't know um, on if it's currently available or not. I haven't been following that closely with Hallows. I've tried. The, I not either. There's like a few variations every year on the Hallows I, release.
1: I don't know if it's the scent that changes or if it's just the artwork. I think it. And a correct, you know, there's gonna be people yelling at their at their phones right now. But I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just a label re- revisement. But there again, I could be wrong. Um, I know like a couple years ago, Riley bought it and it was just like a plain white tub with a black outline of a skull. Personally, my least favorite of them. Yeah. Um, then there was like the one that was metallic and it had like this silver skull on the front and like a red slash through it. And I thought that looked really good. And I think this year they're kind of going for a cartoon art style. It looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think it's like, let me see if I can bring it up real quick. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about that. I've got it. Because thankfully, now that we're doing this through our PCs, I can just pull up my yeah. and be like, hey,
1: what's what's going on in the uh, <laughs> exactly. wet shaving
0: space? But, yeah, it's like a flaming head with, like, two heads on spikes and stuff. I mean, it looks pretty legit. It looks really good, kind of like the old school, um, like, cartoons that used to come up. Yes. It looks really, really good. Um, You know what it
1: reminds me of? It reminds me of Cuphead, the video game. Yeah, that's that's what I was
0: trying to think. That's exactly what I was trying to think of was Cuphead.
1: Exactly the vibe I'm getting from it.
0: Love that game, by the way. If you guys like, like, a really challenging game, Cuphead is great, not only for the visual style that it uses, which is the icing on the cake.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but the gameplay itself is really challenging and it just gets Fantastic progressively worse. Too.
1: I love oh. that old school jazz. Oh
0: yes. It's so good. It's so good. So if you guys want to really well, you know, it's like, it's a really well-rounded experience, but it doesn't require like too much. Like you can jump in, jump out, you know, pretty much whenever you want. Yeah. Um, So it's a nice experience like that. It's not like really, there is a narrative, there is a story to it, but it's not anything like too crazy or intensive. It's like
1: your old school run and gun, you know, run, get to the end of the level, kill a boss type, type game, but it's so well done, all hand animated that nobody else has done anything like that. And it's just phenomenal.
0: And I think that's available for, I want to say it's available for PC that's available for the Nintendo switch. That's where I play it. Um, PS4, Xbox one. I mean,
1: pretty much anywhere. Actually, it's not available on PlayStation yet. Is it really not? No, it was exclusive originally to the Xbox, the PC, and it came to Switch recently and yeah. then they just they just announced that it's coming to PlayStation, but I don't think it's coming till November. Wow. Yeah. And I think I it had did to do some, some something, well, cuz all these companies are doing timed exclusives now. And I know that yeah. was something to do with that, and I think licensing or and something or whatever, but yeah, it is not on PlayStation, but it is coming soon. And I've, I own it on PC, but I also want to buy it on PS4.
0: Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. I mean, I played on the Switch, and it works really well there. Of course, you know, like with the Switch, you're limited to, like, the overall, like, quality. Sure. Um, like, graphic quality. But I don't buy a game necessarily because of graphic quality. Like, every once in a while, I will. I bought Battlefront sure. 2 because it it's Star it Wars and graphics. So, you know. But, you know. Yeah, like you said, depends on what it is. Yep. But those are just some of the releases that we mentioned before. Um, I know, of course, as you guys know, that there's plenty of releases out there. I think there's one other.
1: There's Watchmen, the Zingari Man.
0: Yes. That was one that I mentioned to you earlier was uh, Watchman by Zingari Man. That sold out pretty quickly. She's recently restocked, so that should become available if it's not already very yep. soon. So you guys are going to keep an eye open for that.
1: Something I bought... Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a fall release, just happened to be at the fall time. It was the new Spearhead Shave Soap, the C4th. I think we yes. touched on it last episode, but you know what? I just pulled the trigger on the Heather yesterday. It was the green and white label. I just mm-hmm. pulled the trigger yesterday for the soap and aftershave, so I'm looking forward to getting that in the next few days.
0: I've heard nothing but praises over Heather. Like, I've heard more too. about Heather than I've heard about the other one they've released.
1: Well, I think the other one is more in line with Doug's uh, Diver Down. Diver Down, the yeah. the scent profile is closer. I remember looking at it, and it had, like, clove and cinnamon. and So I think that's more on the spicier end. I think this is a totally different—because I didn't want to buy two of the same similar scent. What's the point in that? Right. So that's why I went for the Heather, and I went for the, the green label, is because it was a different fragrance. I don't remember what was all in it. I remember Mandarin, I think, was a scent note. Something else in there, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's go with this one here. And plus, he's using the milk glass aftershave bottles. Nobody's doing that, and that's freaking cool. I think that's really neat seeing those white, those white bottles.
0: I agree, and that's one of the reasons why I really like the Nivea Men like sensitive balm oh, that yeah. you can buy at Walmart because it, it legit comes in a milk glass bottle. Nice. And I don't know what it is about milk glass. I think it's super sexy. I really yeah. like it. You have, and you haven't mentioned this to any well you posted i think about it briefly on instagram but you have an art deco ah yes milk glass bottle that's i do i'm jealous of
1: <laughs> my mom got <laughs> it for my birthday she got it from an antique shop i think it's from the 1930s i don't have the paperwork in front of me but it's a milk glass shave mug if you want to call it it's very skinny very tall i wouldn't actually use it. i don't think it's very practical other than to look at but um it's got two horse heads on it 1930s um and yeah it's just it's beautiful, and it's in pristine condition, and I love to look at it, but I will never use it.
0: I mean, hey, we I think we've all got something like that in our den that's just kind of <laughs> like, you know, a shelf decoration, but it just yes. looks cool, so people walk in, they're like, dude, what's that?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But I, I just agree. love Art Deco things, so anytime I find anything that's easily collectible and it's an Art Deco-related item, I'm like, yep, that's mine. I'm Art totally Deco is
1: perfect, up. and when it comes to homes, if I had the money, I would live in a mid-century modern home. Yeah. Mid-century modern is my thing. The the art style, the house style, everything about that, like that was the time period I should have been born in.
0: <laughs> right? I know. Absolutely love, <laughs> love that it. time frame. And, and the, thankfully, like one of the great things about Tulsa, tons of that. Like nice. tons of it.
1: We've got a lot here in St. Louis too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you guys totally do. Um, there is one other that I wanted to go ahead and mention that I have brought up before. And that's of course Dr. John. You guys have heard me mention this before. Um, currently, my favorite vegan soap base. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, the way that it lathers is so creamy. I mean, you could—it's it's tempting not to eat it. Um, I'm, I'm really tempted every don't time lie, I'm like, you tried it. Just give me an apple pie or, you know, give me some pumpkin pie and let me just put a dollop of this sucker right on top. And that would be wonderful. There you go. And, uh, I don't think Dr. John, whatever, or the, you know, the couple over at Dr. John would ever sell me anything again if they found out about that. So <laughs>
1: probably not. I wouldn't blame them either,
0: but they did loop me in on their seasonal release for, of course, the universal monsters that they're kind of doing. That's, that's their thing right now. um, okay. And you guys heard about the previous episode. If you follow me on Instagram again, that's the Shaving Tolson. Um, then you've seen me post about it there. But they are doing a couple different releases that are related to the Universal Monsters. So um, yeah, there's <laughs> we could get into a full conversation about Universal Monsters, about the oh, recent yeah. reboot, the Mummy that totally yes. flopped with Tom Cruise. Lord, I could go on. But at least they're taking you know the classic images of these monsters. And putting them on really cool soap labels and aftershave splashes. Hell, I even got a poster in the other day. I haven't posted about it yet because I want to find a frame for it. And then I'm going to post it on Instagram. But they sent me a poster for uh, the Werewolf in London.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, or, I got a poster or, too.
0: And um, really, 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 really like it. Um, because Werewolf, as far as Universal Monsters, is one of my favorites. So sure. I absolutely love it. Um, so Not I just to can't mention wait to
1: that they- not to mention, they put it on this really cool, like, paper. It's not, like, on a yeah. glossy, regular poster paper. This feels legit, almost like a scroll. Like, it's cool. And then they're numbered like, by the artist in the bottom. So, that's a super cool touch.
0: Agreed. It's like this kind of old parchment kind of looking paper. Yeah, It's, parchment it's really paper. nice. Um, so, I'll definitely post some pictures of that. So, if you guys aren't following me on The Shaving Tolson on the Instagram or um, Yoast's on Yosta Coast over there on instagram definitely give us a follow because you guys are going to see a lot of really cool content there first before we even talk about it here on the podcast very true but as far as seasonal releases go there's definitely more everyone does them and that's the nice thing is that if you want a bunch of pumpkin spice themed soaps soaps and aftershave splashes you can go to like every artisan and find one because it's so popular hell um even duke Cannon. now one of the bigger companies that does seasonal releases they joked that they would never actually release a pumpkin spice flavored like body wash soap like a like a bar of soap yeah totally did though i really like their like <laughs> They
1: sold out and did it
0: yeah they totally did it and they came up with this whole <laughs> stupid campaign if you guys watch you can go on youtube and find the trailer it's it, it's hilarious
1: it's great God, isn't social media wonderful it is
0: It is beautiful
1: it's a beautiful thing <laughs>
0: But I know we've already talked about, you know, those updates. Uh, We're definitely going to be getting into some more here in just a second um, as far as just talking in general about the community
1: before we get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's combo. Hey, Tim, I've got one more thing before we get into this. No, Um, you go ahead. Not a seasonal release, but I just want to give a shout out to a really cool guy. Um I met him in St. Louis a couple of years ago at the uh, Chatillon Lux put out, you know Sean Mayer. yeah, um, put out a kind of a St. Louis shave meetup a couple of years ago at one of the um, breweries here in St. Louis. met a guy there named CF Maidlow. He made hand he made uh, body soap mainly, body washes here and there. Um, but he's a very small guy, doesn't have much social media presence, but he makes a really good product and I just want to sh- put him out there and have people check him out. Um, he now, instead of going by his CF Made low, if you look on Instagram, it's Allied Barber Supply or Allied Barber QC is his actual username. But he makes really good body wash. I love his cannabis body wash. It legit smells like weed. <laughs> so if you're, if you're faint lovely. of heart, if you're faint of heart, I stay away from it. Uh, He makes several different varieties. He makes different all kinds of different scents But that's my personal favorite because nobody's gotten as close to the real thing as he has So I applaud him for that and on top of that, it's a really good body wash I'm mainly a body soap bar guy now, but his body wash is very nourishing, very good Um, Also, he makes very good candles. I'm a big fan of soy candles And uh, the one I have from him currently is bourbon and brown sugar and uh, he guarantees like a 40-hour burn time. I don't don't think he guarantees it, but he has a 40-hour run time on there. um, And it's very good, fills the room, smells great. And then he made something new. This is what maybe made the purchase the other day. It's uh, a linen and room spray. So, you you know, kind of like a Febreze type stuff, but the name is called Holy Sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was perfect. And the uh, scent notes are teakwood and cardamom, and it smells fantastic. So I oh, sprayed on my pillow, I sprayed on my bed sheets, I sprayed on my couches, and just as a room air freshener, it's really good. So if you're in the market for some body wash, it doesn't have to be weed. He's got different fragrances. You like candles, he's got like 10 different varieties. This holy sheet um, like air freshener is fantastic. So just want to shout him out. Check him out. He's, he's got a good product.
0: No, definitely. Sounds interesting. And if you guys ever want to know what Yost's house smells like, it sounds like this is probably what it smells like: is a little bit of teak wood and some cannabis. So you know, <laughs> take that cannabis. visualization. <laughs> well, you turned me on to the um, Cannabis um, oh, yeah. by Ariana Evans, which I thought smelled wonderful. Yeah, um,
1: beautifully blended.
0: And I mean, you know, I was in college and had a, plenty of friends that were you know always smoking it up on like Thursday nights and the weekends sure. and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and. But um, you know, and I, I I mean, I don't know. I've never really been drawn to the scent, but I thought cannabis, it, which is kind of like a cannabis sandalwood combination, yeah. was delightful. It was oh, smooth, man. it was sweet, it was really nice. Um I need to get the aftershave splash, but it it really does. It smells wonderful and
1: I've heard he's getting he's making an EDP soon for it too, and I'm all Ooh. over that.
0: I know you've been kind of, haven't you been asking him for that? Like, you know, you should really be making, you know, a fragrance (laughs) for this stuff. Well, I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think I have anything to do with him releasing. I think he's not dumb. I think he knows that's a good sense and that people will buy it. And me personally, I'm first in line. So, yeah, I hope he releases it. And that's the thing, too, is I don't think people should be scared of cannabis in a a fragrance, at least of the ones that I've tried so far. I've never smelled anyone that literally smells like I just smoked a pound of weed. You know, (laughs) they all have the earthy green note to it and you can get the reminiscence of it but it never really stinks like a skunk so don't think of that when you're thinking of a cannabis fragrance Mm -hmm. i know it's kind of hard to imagine if you haven't smelled one but um give it a try like for instance the other one that i just tried from him recently the strawberry fields Um, even though personally i found it very strawberry forward Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely an undertone of cannabis earthy greeny woodsy notes on there but I didn't pick it up until after I had rinsed the soap off. Now I brought it over to Riley's the other night. He smelled it first and he goes, God damn, that smells like weed. I'm like, no, it doesn't. All I smell is strawberry. So, you know, everybody's nose is different. Um, that's what he picked up at first. But um, don't be afraid of trying them. I think, you know, if you absolutely hate the smell of weed, don't, you know, not saying try it. But it's it's definitely worth looking into if you're the least bit curious. I think cannabis is the best done. At least other ones from Ariana and Evans, and then like I said, going back to CF Maidlow, his body wash is very, very good. But there again, that is, it's pretty just much weed. There's nothing else in there with it. It's just cannabis, or I'm sorry, a cannabis note, and that's about it.
0: It doesn't sound bad.
1: It's not. It's really not. (laughs) There again, it's not like you're walking around smelling like a skunk. But it definitely, and there's not real weed in it, but the nose are close enough to give you the vibe. If you've been around it or smelled it before, you're like, Oh yeah, I can definitely see that. I can see that being it.
0: See, that's the thing with me whenever, I mean, at least when I was in college, anytime I was around weed it always either smelled like cat piss or skunk. <laughs> so that's what I associate every single time I think about it. And I've had neighbors like my neighbor, like I think my past two neighbors all smoke pot. So you can definitely smell it as it kind of seeps in through the outlets that connect our walls. Yeah. Um, but it's which it doesn't smell terrible, not anywhere near like what I remembered it in college. But every time I associate the smell of cannabis, it's always with those two things. So and I get that.
1: Well, here let me let me put something in perspective to you. Most people know I smoke weed. I'm I'm a big fan of the 420 Club and <laughs> marijuana. Um, but let's put it this way, okay? We all shave with different shave soaps. You can distinguish what's good and what's not. Um, I've gotten into bourbons lately. I can distinguish what tastes good, what smells good to me. Um, but that goes in line with marijuana too. Is that some of them taste fruity, some of them taste taste herbal, some of them taste grassy, um, some of them smell different. Some smell like fruit, some smell like a skunk. And it's one of those things where that you can discern differences based on your your experience with it. And so I think people immediately think of cannabis and they think of skunk or cat piss apparently that's a new one to me um and they think and that's why they're turned off by by it in fragrances but Mm -hmm. cannabis is so much more than that and and i think that's what the notes that are being captured in fragrances are is the good stuff the kind of floral the kind of grassy and earthy and just almost of a woodsy tone and that's what really draws me in and i think it's an absolute awesome addition to fragrances and i'm glad to see more and more people embracing that And
0: I think that's what, you know, you often see if you take like a specific ingredient or specific component of a fragrance and you remove it from that fragrance and you smell it in and of itself, sometimes it just doesn't smell great. But when you have someone that's really good about bringing various fragrances together into one scent, um, that can really make them work to kind of play with one another. Ambroxan in and of itself on its own is not that great, but you mix it with other things and then that kind of elevates a lot of your um, yeah. Colognes and perfumes. I mean, um, Sauvage by Dior is a popular example, and that's like the Ambroxan represent you know representation of of that scent. Um, and it it mixes other things, but it smells divine. It's a general people pleaser. But again, you know, I think that's the thing: pulling ingredients that maybe people don't really care for and putting them into something that brings together an accord that you find pleasurable or that people around you are really going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So but yeah i mean totally i mean there's tons of options out there and i think we're seeing more and more people experiment with cannabis in order to get different scent profiles and mixing cannabis into like you know lotions and stuff like that i know we've got even one like a pineapple cannabis um body lotion that we use that tiff and i Mm -hmm. use from time to time it smells delightful i absolutely love it so yeah but guys Outside of just general, you know, updates and everything that's going on in the community, we have a couple other topics that we want to talk about tonight. And, you know, of course, intermix our random, horrible, you know, obsessions and thoughts (laughs) and things going on that we've been thinking about or we've been interacting with. Um, But I know one of the the things that I wanted to talk about tonight was you guys, the community, and just what's going on out there, the kind of content you guys are creating. And I wanted to kind of take this time to talk about some of Yost and I's favorite creators out there. And, you know, one of the rules is that we can't talk about each other. We both know we like each other's content. Um, But we want to talk about you guys and some of the content that you guys are creating out there and what really draws us into some of that content before we get on to some other conversations here tonight. And we won't spend too much time talking about this, but I definitely want to give some people their due. Because I know, and Yost knows, how hard it can be to post content regularly. To keep on a schedule. Um, you guys probably saw on Instagram, I wasn't posting for several days and just because I was getting, I was really busy, I was tired. I was like, oh, well, you know, not, I didn't shave this morning. I thought I was going to shave this morning. So I'll wait to shave in the evening. Then I get home and I'm tired and I want to jump on Star Wars Squadrons and, and not shave that night or whatever. And then, or maybe I'll just use, you know, some really quick products that I'm like, ah, it's not worth posting about. Um, so I know, you know, that sometimes. Things can get difficult on posting content regularly and, you know, with little to no return for what you're posting about. But I think the fun yeah. is the community. And we definitely want to make sure that you guys know, hey, you're recognized or, hey, this is why we like this kind of content. So um, I'll let Yoast start off. Yoast, um, let's go ahead and start off with our favorite YouTube creator or uh, different creators for different kinds of material that they create within the wet shaving space. Um, well, you I'm can really... Relate- this oh, to I'm like, sorry, go ahead. no, I was just gonna say you can relate this creator to you know people that are completely unrelated to wet shaving if you want to, kind of tying in other things outside of the shave space. Because again, so many of our influences in wet shaving and what we choose are related to things outside of this world, it's a little community that we
1: live in. So just sure. yes, take it away, my friend. Sure. Um, I don't watch TV, I don't watch broadcast TV, I don't have cable, um, I don't watch much Netflix, I don't watch much Hulu. Uh, most, I'd say, 98% of the media I consume is YouTube, and I just truly have a respect for the independent creator, because number one, you can f- you, you you can gel, like, just like wet shaving. You can find somebody else who shares a general interest with what you do, and to me, it's not just wet shaving. I'm into video games. I'm into photography. I'm into lighting. I'm into computer repair. I'm into retro video games. I'm into building computers. I'm into um, Whatever you name it, but if there if there's something I'm into, there's somebody out there who's putting out content that I can relate to and enjoy, and that's what I like about it. And plus, I have severe ADHD, so I can't focus very long. And most YouTube videos are between ten and twenty minutes, and that is perfect. It's the right amount of content for me to absorb, process, and move on to the next thing. And I absolutely love it. And that's why I think YouTube is so underrated. I know people watch it, but I pay for YouTube bread. Like I you know that's oh, nice. my that's that's like my cable. Real fancy. Yes. No commercials. I watch what I want. Um, and I just think it's great. Uh, when it comes to wet shaving, to be honest, I don't watch. And like I said, I don't post YouTube reviews anymore and I don't watch many YouTube reviews anymore. Um, I I'm aware of who's out there and I've seen a big explosion in YouTube creators since the pandemic. And that's awesome. Um, if I had to find, if I had to put a name to somebody that I'm really starting to enjoy, it's my butter. It's my it's my brother over um, lather me whiskers, the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I applaud him for his him never breaking character when he does a live, and I respect the hell out of him for that. I watched one last night, and the whole time <laughs> the whole time he had a pirate hat on and he's talking like a pirate, and I love it. And, you know, I, I just I find it great and I respect the hell out of him for continuing to do that, even in his comments and the way he talks. And I find that so entertaining because, you know what? Nobody's doing it except for him. And that's awesome. And I applaud him for that.
0: He really stays in character. He He, does. he really just like I could not do that. I, no. I honestly could not. Not to the extent that he's committed to that character.
1: Absolutely not. He is, I, I bet you when he goes to work, he accidentally slips into characters sometimes. Oh,
0: he has to. <laughs> I mean, come on. I would love to see that he actually works in like a call center or something like that. That would be <laughs> terrific. I would love that. I agree. And he just, again, he posts quality content. He's just a good creator. He's really supportive of the community. Shaving. He's got a lot of the really good characteristics of somebody that you really want to yes. follow and stuff. Um. So I really like Absolutely. his content. Check him
1: out. Check him out on Instagram, Lather Me Whiskers. Um, he's also a good photographer, too. Takes some really good photos. Mm-hmm. So wet shaving related, uh, if I had to pick somebody, that's who I would say I, I, I pay attention to the most because he's doing something way outside the box, and that's what right. I applaud. I, I love the originality. Um, when it comes to YouTube creators and people who inspire me to do what I do, um, one of the cliche things is if a lot of people are into uh, video production is Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon is huge when it comes to uh, photography, videography, keeping me inspired on trying to improve myself for my video quality. And as most of you know who are listening to this podcast, that's my main thing is putting out quality content for the artisan or the client that I'm working with. So Peter McKinnon keeps me in check and keeps me interested in the hobby um, another one is Indy Mogul. Indy Mogul is more on the technical side. He's not as engaging as Peter is, but he'll be like, here's why your photos suck. Here's what you need to do to use. This is what the lighting you need to buy. This is how you need to set things up. And he brings good other people in from the industry. Because like I said, I'm trying to go into photography, videography full time. So these are the people right. that I follow and that I that I look up to. So Indy Mogul is another very good one um guilty pleasures i love hot ones where the artists do the uh where like you know um actresses and uh, music artists will do the hot wing challenge i love that and um (laughs) i don't know if you've seen that tim or not yes yes i have watch so i enjoyed the hell out of that um i like smarter every day which is just a bunch of nerding out stuff that's another good one too i'm not gonna get into all of them but um that's probably my main group of people that I watch on you know, a daily, weekly basis. Whenever their content is out, I'm, I'm always all over it. Now, how about you, Tim? Who are you uh, interested in lately? What's your Big Wet shaping channel? What else do you like to watch?
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, there are a couple people that I like for a couple different reasons, and I think that's the nice thing about the space that we have is that you can really find someone who caters to your specific interests or tastes um, on YouTube or any platform for that, for that matter. And I've definitely found that there are people that I keep coming back to. And those are the people that I find to be probably the most entertaining, my favorite. If I get a notification for them, I go right to that video just to watch it um, and kind of see what's going on. Um, of course, the first one is probably the most notable one for me because it's kind of what got me into wet shaving and kind of learning about the bigger world out there. And that was, and is Ken Serfs. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's talked about to death, um, but his channel continuously grows, and there's a reason for that. He puts together really simple content. There's nothing crazy with him. No crazy edits. No crazy, you know, um, you know, material that he does. It's different from episode to episode. He's very consistent on it's the way him. that he chooses. It's just him in his awesome shaved in, uh, full of Bond <laughs> yeah. gear and stuff like that. I would hate um, to
1: even think about dusting that bathroom. Right? God. Oh, my God. There is
0: so much in there. But it is so cool. And I remember when I first it started, is. that's exactly what I wanted my den to look like. Because I'm like, that is that is a like a, a man's den. That is epic. That is so cool. Um, and he just, he posts really good quality content. He's just, he seems so chill and relaxed about it all. He doesn't seem to really get that involved too much in the community as far as conversations or issues outside of YouTube. He's very... Responsive to the comments that he gets on his videos, but outside of that, you know, he doesn't let anything else really affect him. He just posts his videos, and that's all there is to it. He doesn't really care what anyone says or thinks about that content. He's just like, yeah, this is just me shaving with this stuff, and I think it's pretty cool. And I'm like, sure. I like that. Super chill, yep. straightforward, simple format, nothing crazy to it, and I know what to expect every episode. Um, so if you guys are into the wet shaving space, maybe you're looking for content creators. Um, Ken Surfs is copied like crazy. Um, You can see almost every other content creator out there on YouTube. That's creating content (laughs) follows the exact same format. You go to your bathroom, you set up a camera on the mirror, you record yourself shaving, talking about the material. And that's, that's what you got. Yeah. Um, And it's a format that works again, because he's incredibly successful for what this community can do in terms of success. Um, so I'd encourage you to go check, take a look at him. Um, awesome guy. The other on a kind of different side of the spectrum would be Ken over at shave three, two, six. You guys have heard me talk about him before and he's a newcomer. I say newcomer. He's been doing this for, you know, this year. Sure. Um, but you know, he's really carved out a space for him. I think, you know, just in a few months, Um, he's already at 700 followers and growing on YouTube. And there's a reason for that. Again, his content is very consistent. Absolutely. The quality is consistent. Um, he has a lot of dry humor, which I find very funny. Agreed. Uh, And he's just uh, kind of like a down to earth personable guy. His personality doesn't seem larger than life, you know, and I'm usually drawn away from those personalities or those types of people. His just seems like, ah, yeah, we could grab a drink and chat and have a good time and talk. Yep. Um, And those are the people that I'm really drawn to um, when it comes to content creation within this hobby. So I like him. I think he offers some really, really good insights into some material, especially with a profession that he's in and things that he's done. He offers some really cool and interesting insights there. So Shave326, if you guys aren't following him on Instagram or YouTube, I highly encourage you to give him a look because he does post his YouTube videos on Instagram as far as announcing that he has recently posted a video. You can go follow him there and see those. Um, but kind of going back to what Yost was talking about as far as outside creators that we really kind of aspire to be like, um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen my latest video on YouTube. It was a bit of a different format than what I've done in the past, and I wanted to incorporate more cuts, uh, more dynamic transitions, transitions and aspects of the video to keep you interested and intrigued throughout the review. It was a review over the Henson shaving razor, which I've gotten a lot of feedback on. I had a lot of people asking me about that razor before I posted the video, and I've had a lot of people comment on it after the video uh, with mixed responses there. Generally, you know, very encouraging and, and very supportive of that. But a lot of what I aspire to do for content creation, if I had enough time and resources is probably my favorite tech tuber that does all of the reviews showcases products everything is kind of like the tony stark of tech reviewers his name is uh, michael fisher okay and he runs a channel called mr mobile Um, his voice is like velvet I absolutely, like his voice is a thousand times better than mine.
1: There's no, that's physically impossible. Too.
0: It is. It, I'm telling you, <laughs> it is definitely possible. And you need to go give him a look because I, will. His I have content.
1: To I'm very intrigued.
0: It is so good. If I could, if I could just come back in another life or in another reality and be somebody, that's probably who I'd be. <laughs> he just seems so cool. And yeah. he seems so down to earth, very straightforward. Um, he's gained a big following as he's gone along. Um, But again, he used to, he has an acting background and transitioned over to tech reviews because while he was trying to be a successful actor, he was working in a lot of, you know, tech jobs, um, selling phones and stuff like that, which kind of transitioned into him reviewing those products. Sure. And so it's it's really interesting to see his transitions. I love the voiceovers that he does, which transition back to an in-person video of him showcasing the product, but then panning showcases of the product you know on a table or a you know a stagnant environment and then of Mm -hmm. course him using it in a practical environment it's there's a lot of mixture of things to keep you captivated throughout the video that i really like plus the chill hop lo-fi music that he uses um, that you guys have also seen me and yost use Um, you know it's just really nice so it keeps me coming back for more content And so he's one of my favorite channels to watch in terms of who I'd like to emulate for content creation. So if you want to see what I would love to do, um, go take a look at Mr. Mobile on YouTube. He's also the Mr. Mobile on Instagram. He's got a Twitter account, all that stuff. Um, but he's very responsive to the community, which I really like, but yeah, that's, and I think just for the sake of time, originally I was going to go into other platforms, but we can save those for future episodes. Um, But those are some of the things that I wanted to discuss on today's episode. Yost, I know that we received some feedback from the community on some things that they would like us to talk about. Would you mind bringing that topic up?
1: Yes. Uh, One of the things that was brought up, which I think is very, very good, and I think we can all relate to this, was uh, mail call disappointments. Mm. Um, And that could be anything. It could be um, you didn't get the right order. The order should have broken. The order was leaking. The label was fucked up. Um, And it it smelled horrible. Your wife found out that you got it. I mean, there's so many different things that you could say when it comes to mail call disappointment. Um, When it comes to me with mail call disappointment, I've never had a wrong order personally. Uh, I'm sure some people have. For me, it came to when and it was most of the time the aftershave would leak and the label would be Mm -hmm. destroyed. And I wanted to cry. And I know it's not their fault. It's hard. It's hard to try and come up with a system that works for that, especially if you're coming from like Canada. Uh, the last issue I had with that was with Motherfucker from uh, First Canadian. The aftershave leaked, but the, it traveled you know across the across right, the country yeah. to get to me. So you know, I'm not upset about it, but I, I just said, hey, man, labels you know it leaked, labels messed up. Uh, and you know, it took them a while to get me one, but I've got a new label and that's, that's all that matters. But to me, that's probably my biggest thing. Cause I'm such a visual guy and I love to take photos. If a product shows up that I'm so excited to show off and it looks gnarly because something happened, I'm so upset. Yeah. <laughs> that's my biggest thing. Um, I, I don't think fragrance wise, it's that big of a deal because I know I can always, you know, if, if it's something that I purchase, I know it's something I can sell off to somebody else. Um, granted there is times where there's something I really, really want to love because the majority of the community loves it and Mm -hmm. I don't. And so, you know, there's always a disappointment there, but if it came down to a disappointment for me, the biggest thing would be a damage to a label or the containers, the physical product itself, not necessarily anything else.
0: Right. No, I mean, and I think everybody can relate to that. And I think that's one of the things that I try to do on my channel, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, you know, some people agree with me, some people don't, and that's perfectly fine. I, Don't try to rag on any artisan or creator out there that's, you know, trying to craft something interesting for the community. But I like to be honest, you know, and I don't want you guys to waste your money or your time on a product when, you know, like me, I've got a den of like hundreds of items. So I don't waste time on stuff that I just don't like. Um, And I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, oh, yeah, it has these great qualities here, like I did on the Henson review. But if it falls short in certain categories that I think are incredibly important, I'm going to be honest with you guys on that and say, I don't think it's worth your time. Because, again, I don't yep. want to be that person that causes you to waste your money and get that mail call disappointment because we've all been there. We've all seen the hype on a product and received the product, and it's just kind of fallen flat. You know, whether that's actual product uh, performance or whether that's something like, <coughs> excuse me, it's not the road, I promise. Um, or whether that's, <laughs> um, Or whether that's just something like, You know, for instance, you know, your girlfriend catching you spending that extra money that you swore you weren't going to spend on a product or, you know, aftershave leaking in the in the box, which has happened to me before. And I hate that because probably one of my biggest pet peeves is a soap label that isn't waterproof.
1: I I, I I think at this point, most people have caught on to that.
0: Thankfully, yes, there are some that still release labels that
1: need some improvement.
0: And that's that is a a really big pet peeve of mine, uh, <laughs> because I love showing oh, yeah. off the labels in all my photos and stuff like that. Yoast can attest to that. You know, I'm sure you know with the quality of photos that he releases, it's probably even worse for him. But I absolutely hate a non waterproof label. And when I get a product in, and I'm really excited about it, and I get a few water droplets on it. Maybe I forget to wipe off because I'm shaving, um, mm-hmm. and then it happens to stain the label. I'm like, what in what? <laughs>
1: And I've learned to like leave my label across the bathrooms just to avoid any possible water damage. It's, it's, it's sad, but I've had to do that sometimes.
0: Right. And that's, that's my, that's my thing. I'm like, you shouldn't <laughs> have to
1: do that. No, you shouldn't.
0: But you know, I get it, you know, and again, I think like, Yost said, everybody's pretty much on board with that, but I've also run into the same problems that Yost has had where you get damaged due to splashes. Cause a lot of splashes have alcohol in them. Alcohol is going to eat away at stuff and um it wasn't necessarily something well i've had instances where alcohol's leaked in the in the package in transit and it's gotten over everything so everything smells like this one fragrance even your soaps and stuff on the actual containers and stuff smell like that one fragrance which isn't always you, a bad you thing. always
1: know it's going to be a bad day when before you even open the package you, you know exactly smell the what's, yeah <laughs> yep.
0: exactly or you see this massive like looking like pizza grease stain outside the box yeah like,
1: you're like ah oh, shit. <laughs> I know what's coming next. (laughs) Right?
0: Especially when it's something expensive. Like, sometimes, you know, we'll splurge, get a glass container or something like that that, you know, has some really expensive product in it. And then you get it, and it's cracked, and it's porcelain, and you're like, oh,
1: God!" there was one.
0: (laughs) Yep, I've actually owned multiple instances of the Holy Black's um, Tangerine, or, um, good Lord, Um, yeah, Tangerine Creeper. And... I've owned several of those that I've often flipped and sold, and one that I received. And again, most of these, well, actually, all of them that I've received have been secondhand, so they haven't been from the Holy Black themselves. I think they package everything really well. Every product that I purchased from them has arrived intact and unmolested.
1: Unfortunately, (laughs) 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 that's an odd choice of words. Right? Exactly. You you can't you can't ever guarantee how a third party is going to ship it
0: to you. No. No, you can't. You can you can make requests. You can ask sure, like, "Hey, put extra packaging around this or whatever." And admittedly, this person had taken multiple steps. You know, they had wrapped it in, in multiple things and sent over the product to me. And the aftershave bottle was fine, which was my favorite thing about the Tangerine Creeper was the was the splash bottle. It's beautiful. It's probably the most yeah. insanely gorgeous bottle I've ever seen in my life. Um, but the porcelain back then that. Holy Black used, so they've actually had various iterations on the same porcelain container, uh, very similar to Mitchell's Wool Fat. If you guys want to get an idea on porcelain containers and you want to get into that whole nostalgic experience, go to Amazon, order some um, Mitchell's Wool Fat in the the container and you'll see what I'm talking about. But the Holy Black used to use a thinner, um, larger container um, that was very prone to breakage. And this particular one, once it got to me and I unwrapped it, uh, the the actual container bottom had completely shattered, and so I, and this was my first ever mm. f- purchase of tangerine creeper, and it was one of my first obsessions within the wet shaving community. Um, I was heartbroken. I mean, I was heartbroken, but I was, I was very good friends with the person that was interacting with me on this particular purchase. So I didn't mention anything to them about it. It wasn't their fault. They'd wrapped it up, but I, I had spent a lot of money on this thing. And so it was kind of a bummer that it came that way. Um, but I did end up gluing it back together and, um, I found someone locally that did want to buy it. Even in that condition, it was all pre-disclosed. Um, they were just like, I want the product inside. So it ended up working out. Um, but it was just a kind of a sad day. Cause again, that, I'd probably never looked forward to a soap more than that. And part of the reason I wanted that soap so bad wasn't only because of the scent. Cause I love tangerines and oranges and citrus. Yeah. Um, but it was because of the presentation um, which uh, I was obsessed with when I first got into the hobby. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Holy Black has that on lockdown. For sure. As far as, far as their presentation goes. And for that, I'm going to pour a drink out to your fallen shave soap here. <laughs> Give me a second here. Let's see if we can hear this.
0: I'll take a shot of Fireball. All right. <sighs> Whoa. I'm drinking. Super fancy.
1: Did you get a little ASMR there?
0: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> little little <laughs> chills on my arm, you know.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice. Let me put the the, uh, cork back in here.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. That That sounds wonderful.
1: This is Long Branch by Wild Turkey. It's some kind of collaboration between Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. All
0: right, all right, all right.
1: (laughs) And the master distiller, it's uh, bourbon, and it was aged for eight years in oak and Texas mesquite charcoal barrels. And it's got a beautiful smoky taste. Uh, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I've been getting into bourbon for like a month and a half, two months. So I already feel like I know what I'm talking about. Yes, I feel like I I already know what I'm talking about. Um, I I, I can tell you, I can tell the difference between a cheap bourbon and a good bourbon. But, you know, if I'm trying to break down like, you know, taste and different flavors I'm picking out, I'm lying. I'm just picking out what I think I know. (laughs) I think I'll eventually get there like shave soap, but as of right now, I'm just enjoying experiencing different things, and I really, truly am impressed that there is a difference in bourbons, just like yeah. shave soap. Everyone tries to outdo themselves. They do different things, do it to make it stand out. Um, I've, fallen, I've fallen victim to buying a bottle of garbage bourbon because it has a pretty label and it's a nice bottle. Hey, so, you know, It happens. It does, and it's funny because it's you know, people talk about that with shave soap, but it's the <laughs> exact same thing with everything else. When, when it comes to toothpaste, I buy the shiniest, most reflective holographic box of toothpaste that I can find because, to me, that screams that it's the best, and it's probably the worst, but I don't care. That's how I buy stuff. <laughs> That's how I buy stuff.
0: I mean, yes. you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marketing sells, buddy. You know, it does. Visuals sell, and like I said, with bourbon, I'm, I'm finding this out. But, for instance— uh, uh, somebody who will remain nameless, a friend of mine. Oh boy! <laughs> they know who they are. Bought a hundred dollar of bourbon, a bottle of bourbon, a couple weeks ago because it was aged for fourteen years. Which a lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. I tried it; it was great.
0: But hundred dollars. But, $100 but worth? it was a hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not there yet, so I can't. You know, I appreciated it. It it was flavorful, but I still got really drunk. And really liked the taste of mine. It was $32. Hey,
0: so. and that's the thing. You know, you can spend a lot of money and get something that performs or tastes similar to something well, and that. You what? And cost. you know what?
1: My bottle is prettier, too. Well, you see, man, <laughs> there is something to
0: be said about packaging.
1: Well, that's the thing, too, is I'm starting to realize that I, once I drink a bourbon and the bottle is empty, I'm washing it and keeping it. Because I like I like the bottle it? so much that I don't want to throw it away. Because there again, it's a glass bottle. Some of these have like embossed lettering on them alone just from having, you know, a pretty label. Um, I pay attention to the cork. I pay attention to the top of the cork. Um, this long branch I have has a little like, little book attached to it talking about the history and why it was made and how it was made. And that geeks me out. And so there again, that kind of plays in line with shave soap is that you like reading the backstory of somebody says, I made the scent to make you feel like you walked into a nightclub in 1930 and you smell people <laughs> smoking cigarettes and you smell the martinis and you can smell the leather on the drum, the drummer's seat on the, you know, in the band. Like that's what gets me. And that's kind of how it works with the bourbon too.
0: Artisans take note.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah, do that. Do it. <laughs> and At least for me. I mean,
0: I agree. And it's so funny how that parallels so closely with wet shaving and what you often see is like you can spend a lot of money on presentation and a lot of money on the materials and say, Oh yeah, this is worth a hundred bucks because of all the materials that it's that compose this thing. But then when you get it and it shaves like crap or it shaves exactly the same as my $13 tub of soap or my $25 tub of soap, um, then I'm kind of like, eh, okay, well, I mean, yeah, I'm paying for the... I mean, I'm not I'm guilty of it. I'll, I'll pay for a sexy-looking package.
1: I think we've all fallen victim to that, though. But then, you know, you that's kind of goes back to our mail-call disappointment. You buy something based on the way it looks or the story behind it or mm-hmm. the hype behind it, and then for you, it does nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. But if, if you're releasing a product that looks better than it is, people eventually find out. Yep. And they move on. Yep. But that product also isn't for the person who's looking for the next latest and greatest. There's people out there who like a certain product. For instance, the Holy Black makes an okay product, but they have marketing and packaging like nobody else. They've
0: got it on lockdown.
1: Nobody can touch what they do on that. It is insane and I applaud them for that, but their product is is average in my opinion and but they're again they're not worried about what they're not worried about us they've got a, a base they've got a cult following that buys everything they have and that's all that matters those people aren't going out and looking at other artists and shave soaps. they could give two shits they love the holy black and that's all that matters and that's what holy black caters to and that's what a lot of companies cater to they're not catering to the hobbyists like us who are out mm-hmm. here looking for the latest and greatest. But just because you don't like something doesn't mean other people don't have the right to like it because they're in it for the experience. Or exactly. in the Holy Black's, you know, um, case, the brotherhood. You know, the the, <laughs> the the message they convey. No, seriously, that's you know that's the message they convey. They're a brotherhood, and they you know that's what they are. So that's where their main crowd is. So I don't hate them for that. I just know as a hobbyist like me, my money is better well spent on other artisans. No,
0: and I, I completely understand that. And, you know, I've it, it's no secret. If you follow my Instagram, I've talked about the Holy Black a lot. Um, I bought a lot of their products based on just appearances and marketing alone because I do fall victim to that a lot because I really, really like a good presentation. The problem is, is that usually when I do buy a Holy Black product, I don't use it a lot because it looks so pretty. And so it's kind of counterintuitive. I mean, again, you buy a product for whatever reason, and if you buy a product because it looks really good, then that's fine. That's your money you're spending on having a shelf item, and that's okay. But I've always told people, you know, I don't buy anything, especially hardware, uh, with the intent of it just sitting on the shelf, not doing anything. I have every intent on using it like it was intended to be used. Um, That's why I won't keep a hold of a razor if it can't shave for me. Now, generally, I can get anything to work. Um, But, you know, know, it's just...
1: Hey Tim, you know there was one. Raz- I hate to cut you off, but I no, have to go mention ahead. this. I think people would enjoy this. There was one razor that I bought because of you, that I hated. Oh, I think we've razor? talked about this. Do you remember the? Uh, oh my God, what the hell's the name? Oh my God, the razor ring. Like? The razor ring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You. I yeah, yeah. hated it, and I think I literally think it was the razor. I swear it was a manufacturer defect. I don't think I'm that stupid. I'm. I'm not. Dumb when it comes to putting a razor together, but I could never get the top cap to line up with the base, and it gave me the most uneven, uncomfortable shave that I could not wait to sell it. It
0: is a very finicky razor. I I will give you credit. and Well, you used to do
1: it usually to just touch up your cheeks and your beard, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would usually do it to do some line work around my neck if I had a beard or with my cheeks or around my mustache. Um, I usually wouldn't do it for a full shave. I've done it okay. with full shaves. It's full totally shaves 100% I done that. Did. <laughs> But I would definitely not recommend it in that role. Um, just because the nature of if you guys have, aren't familiar with a Razorine, it's, it's a shavette. It uses a double edged razor blade, um, both sides exposed, but it's in a shavette style or like a commissory style um, blade.
1: It's a DE on a stick. A D-E DE on a <laughs>
0: stick, exactly. And it, some people have called it the toothpick. I had a guy like a say, "I don't stick. know how you can use that and not, you know, fear for your life every time <laughs> you use honest, it." To be
1: honest, it is it is awkward. It is awkward. It if is. the handle was rounded versus flat, I think it might be a little easier, less cumbersome, but man,
0: I it's don't weird know. to hold, admittedly. Yeah, You've got to kind of really awkward. figure it out and it's it's one of those things where the posts on that thing, on the top cap are very like shallow. They're very thin. So it's yeah. kind of hard to really get the blade alignment on there. And they've, did you have issues much. with it too? I, I've, I've had issues with blade alignment on that thing. Okay. Um, now I still use it for touching up certain areas or whatever when I'm not using my shavettes or whatever to do that. But I love my razorine, even with its little quirks. I yeah. love that thing. Um, I want to get the Chrome version. I have the brass version. So sometimes it leaves that brassy smell. Um, but I would love a chrome or a gold-plated version of that thing because nice. I love the Razorine, but I completely understand why many would not buy into that type of a Razor because it is not for everybody, and it fills a very specific purpose for me. And I try to keep that in mind when sure. I post about that nowadays. But yeah. I've had that Razor for a couple of years now.
1: You um, hardly see it in Shave of the Days anymore.
0: Yeah. Because I just, if I'm just touching up, I usually don't incorporate, if I use multiple razors, I'll only usually feature one on my page, and it's usually the primary razor. And since I use that to touch up, I might feature it every once in a while, but generally speaking, I don't. Okay. Um, But it is a tricky one, and it scares a lot of people, and I totally get it. It is not the most intuitive thing, and there are better options, I think, nowadays out there. Um, and razors for the that are novelty very efficient. is cool I'll the, give novelty the novelty is cool it's an italian made razor it's it's for the most part really well made it's just it has its quirks and it takes some getting used to a lot of people hate it the moment they use it but it takes time to get used to that yeah um but i know that we're kind of coming up on an hour i know that that's come up really quickly <laughs> yeah yeah for sure wow so i know that we're kind of coming to the end Of this episode, and I again, I believe this is episode four.
1: Episode four, my favorite number, by the way.
0: Oh well, I mean, why four? Best
1: episode. Yeah, it's gonna be downhill from now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, and I think you guys are gonna be impressed with the quality of the audio that we're able to provide for you guys now going forward. And again, there's always gonna be a few tweaks and a few you know bumps in the road, things that are gonna happen. But I think, for the most part, going forward, this is the level of quality that we're gonna have. Even with guest appearances, I can easily bring ugh, I can easily bring guests in on the platform that we're using to interact and to talk with us to keep the quality of that content going. And the idea was always studio level quality recordings. Absolutely, and we can finally get that here. So um, again, feedback is appreciated. We appreciate everything that you guys had to say about the last episode. The numbers didn't lie. You guys loved it. So we hope you like this episode, our fun banter back and forth. We'll definitely have plenty more of that coming in horrible episodes in the future. So please stay (laughs) tuned for that. The worst episodes. The worst episodes ever. Um, And I want to come up with some like Halloween special or some spooky episodes. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we we'll should talk of...
1: about our favorite horror movies. Yes. Oh, yes.
0: Next episode. There we go. Next, yes. episode. next episode. Maybe we're going to do hands spoiler. Like next weekend instead of two weekends <laughs> from now. Anyway. I'm fine with that. Hey, there we go. So, There's no schedule. This is the right. worst. We do it whenever we want. Damn it. Yes. Um, so you guys, hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you look forward to the next episode, which is probably going to come sooner than you think. Oh. And hopefully we can kind of really get into the spooktober awesomeness that is where we're at right now in the season. So... Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you, Yoast, for being my uh, co host. Thank you, Timmy.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Always. And we will talk to you guys next time here on WSPE. Have a good night. Peace out.